Coming up on the Book Guys show, we've got comics creator Jim Zub, and we've got Jake Weatherman and Matt Kalowski from Comicsology and the Comicsology Podcast. And uh, Noam Chomsky. And Professor Allen, we said Skull Kicker so many times in today's episode that I'm going to put a count at the bottom of the screen. Book Guys Show is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash bookguys and get a free book just for trying them out for one month. And by Squarespace. There has never been an easier way to make your own website. Go to bookguys.ca slash squarespace and try them free for one month. And by freehollowbooks.com where they give away a free hollow book every month. Sir Jimmy makes them in the USA. We're back again, episode 76. Bit of a hiccup last week. Bit of a hiccup. How you doing, Professor Allen? Awesome, Pablo. And you? Very good. I am Paul Alves, of course, the book guy. Professor Allen joining us. We've got some great guests tonight, Professor Allen. This is kind of your night. It's all... Comic books, comic books, comic books. <laughs> We're joined, of course, today. Two gentlemen from Comixology. we got Jake Weatherman and Matt Koloski. How you doing, sirs? Hey. Spectacular. Thanks Wonderful. for having us. Scrum oh, I love your setup there. <laughs> you guys are in Manhattan at the Comixology uh, bunker. It's it's a uh, it's more of an aerial. Uh, it's a uh, not an areola, but a. Uh, it's, it's a <laughs> there we go. That's what Comixology Zeppelin. We're flying around Manhattan right now. Show title right off the bat. It's an areola. <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh, of course, also joining us, Jim Zub. How you doing, sir? Artist and. Writer from Toronto. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm very well. You know what? If I had, if I had remembered that you were from Toronto, I would have said, come on down, and we could be cracking open some beers here in the studio. Well, we will, we will virtual beer. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that we be beers? That. beers? Beers. There you go. We will <laughs> virtual beers. Absolutely. I am blind as a bat, by the way, Professor Allen. Uh, I know you've had your eye surgery. I've, I've got an eye infection. I am literally, I can't read a thing i've got the text as high up as it goes on my android i'm gonna try my best to read the book news if i you know say the wrong word please forgive me say if you were to use the word areola for example <laughs> exactly <laughs> book news all right gentlemen usually we start off with this the book news really quickly science fiction soon to be mandatory in west virginia schools according to the guardian a bill calling for science fiction to be made compulsory Reading in schools has been proposed by a politician in West Virginia in order to stimulate interest in the fields of math and science. Ray Canterbury said, I'm not interested in fantasy novels about dragons. Well, I am, Ray. Sorry, but... Uh, he says, I'm primarily interested in things where advanced technology is a key component of the storyline, both in terms of the problems that it presents and the solution that it offers. HarperCollins mm. and Simon & Schuster being touted as the next publishing companies to join forces. Harper owner News Corp, which had previously expressed interest in purchasing Penguin, 
is said to be in talks with Simon & Schuster's parents, CBS. Although talk of a deal is still speculative, News Corp CEO Rupert Murdoch is planning to spin off his publishing assets into a separate company next year. And Disney just standing by with their credit card, waiting till there's only one company, and then they'll just ching buy it all. <laughs> Stephen King, this is where Sir Jimmy be proud of me, and I'm probably going to get things thrown at me in letters, the way I wrote this. But Stephen King makes a substantial donation <coughs> to main gun control group. Uh, Stephen King, whose own characters quite often fight against evil using privately owned weapons, has taken quite the anti-gun stance lately. He's written an essay on the subject, which you can get on Audible, uh, read by the author. And now he's made a huge donation of money to promote disarming of civilians in his hometown of Maine. Uh, pop singer Adele <laughs> turns down a million-dollar book deal. According to the LA Times, British pop sensation Adele has turned down a deal with HarperCollins in the seven-figure range. The singer says, I don't know if I really have anything to say, which, as we know, has not stopped a single celebrity author in the past. Take the money, Adele. Who cares? Write about what you're having for breakfast. <clears throat> Hand it in. They'll, they'll send you a check. Christ. They compile all those tweets. <laughs> That's right. Hey, we're going to move on to... Books on film and television. American Psycho to hit London this December. A musical based on Brett Easton Ellis' novel, American Psycho, will have its world premiere... I am blind. In London this year. American Psycho follows the double life of Patrick Bateman, a Wall Street investment banker by day and a serial killer by night. First published in 1991, its graphic scenes of torture shocked readers and sales of the book to people under 18 were banned in Australia. The satirical thriller was adapted into a film in 2000 starring Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. I'm, Christian Bale. I'm Batman. Uh, speaking of actors who portray superheroes, <clears throat> Robert, has Robert Downey Jr. entered the iron suit for the last time? Speaking to GQ... The actor suggested the Iron Man role, which made him an A-lister in his 40s, could become a bore if he were to continue too long. He also noted that he was currently <laughs> without a contract. Hint, hint. He referenced an ankle injury suffered on the set of the forthcoming Iron Man 3 as a possible sign from above that he should consider a new career path until they add more zeros to the end of his contract. <laughs> well, well the, uh, the gnome here uh, that was <clears throat> named uh, in the pre-show by Jake and Matt there, uh, Noam Chomsky, he's he's getting a uh, he's getting a message right now. He says that we should be doing comic books, comic books, comic books. Why not? We got all the comic people on today. Professor Allen, we got the boys from Comicsology. We got uh, everyone. DC Comics introduces its first transgender character in Batgirl number nineteen on sale today in both print and digital formats. The character, well, it's not on sale today. It was two weeks ago. We had a week off yeah. last week. <laughs> the character Alicia Yo will reveal that she is a trans woman in a conversation with her roommate, uh, Barbara Gordon, of course, Batgirl, taking care to distinguish Yo's sexual orientation from her gender identity. Bat this gets complicated. Batgirl writer Gail Simone noted the character is also bisexual. I'm lost. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Eisner Award nominees were recently announced, considered the Oscars for comic books. The Eisner Award nominees were recently announced. Among the books receiving multiple nominations are Batwoman from DC Comics, from Marvel, both Saga and Fatale from Image Comics. Winners will be announced at the upcoming San Diego Comic-Con. I hear the cloister bell. I think we have, we have a priest joining us. How you doing, Padre? 
Greetings. Greetings from the Oakland airport. I have no idea if this is going to work. I'm on public Wi-Fi, so uh, let's see. You sound great, Padre. <laughs> it's like oh. old-time radio. <laughs> In the future, we will speak as if we are underwater. <laughs> oh, Padre, you, you, missed, you missed the book news, but we're, we're about to go into a little bit of a break. But before we do, we're going to do something we haven't done in a little while, and it's... Item of the week from ThinkGeek.com. Haven't done this in a while, boys. I think this is the neatest thing, just because I'm a nerd and a Whovian. And of course, we have to throw a little Doctor Who into every show. This is the Doctor Who TARDIS safe. Just want to show you how, how cool this is. You got a lock. You got a lock. You can store your stuff in there. You even things, you know, I know it's a police box, but you can maybe store things in there that maybe the police shouldn't look at. I'm just saying. You store it in there. It's kind of cool. When you open it up, I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> Flashing light and all. And there it is. It looks about the same size on the inside as it does on the outside, though. I know. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and you can check out all these deals that uh, ThinkGeek offers to our listeners by going to bookguys.ca slash thinkgeek. And we're going to come uh, right back here. Now we're talking to the gentleman from Comixology, Jake Weatherman and Matt Kowalski. How are you, sirs? Woo! Fantastic. Woo! <laughs> you can see me, so I can't just go, woo! I <laughs> and you're coming to us live from Manhattan. We are in the Zeppelin in Manhattan. Yes, flying above, you know. <laughs> New wow. Gotham City. New comic book day today. Oh, so you're in now. the alternate universe in Fringe. You got all the Zeppelins <laughs> going on. That's kind of neat. Love that. That's right. <laughs> so I know you guys are, are the hosts of the, the Comixology podcast. Now, wh what are your roles with the company? Or are you, str are you strictly, did they just hire two podcasters? Oh, oh God, I wish. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. No, we actually, we do serve other roles in the company. Mm -hmm. uh, Jake's been here since like the beginning. Yeah, I've been here pretty much since the beginning. Uh, kind of doing a little bit of uh, this, a little bit of that, making things work. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I work uh, in the community advocate role. I'm the community support manager, but also podcast host. Jake is the real talent on the show, if you haven't noticed already. I mean, the aerial dimension alone yeah. uh, solidifies I mean, where that. Where these words come from in my head? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we do, we do work in the company, and the podcast is, uh, is something that we do to kind of spread the news of other books that maybe folks aren't reading as much, but they should. Spread the gospel of uh, comicsology. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep, we worship. Are there any particular books jumping out at you right now at this? You moment? know, there's there's one that I'm that's really popular in the office. It's a uh, it's a book called Skull Kickers, uh, and yeah. they're doing some really great things. You know, they're making it readily available for new readers. The Mighty Skull Kickers, number one, hot off the digital presses. But it's part three of the story. Part three of a story. Don't worry about that. No, 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 this no, is no, a no, good building on point. You know, you want to check out the Savage <laughs> Skull Kickers. And don't forget the Uncanny Skull Kickers. <laughs> I don't have that one here. Okay, well, let's go All to the big great item. Jumping oh. on points. Uh, no, but Skull Kickers is actually a great book. Um, you know, sci-fi, fantasy, uh, you know, a lot of role-playing game fans love it. It's very popular in the office, and uh, this some Canadian dude writes it. But it's a deep story the of the human spirit. <laughs> That guy, <laughs> my human spirit is really deep. The, the author of that book is, is is kind of a recluse, and I hear that he only appears on the the highest rated podcast and ours. Right. Only <laughs> if you can drink. I hear. 
He's Canadian. Yeah, what yeah. can he do? Uh. So, so, gentlemen, uh, of course, uh, for the folks at home who, who aren't a big comic aficionados and lovers, uh, Comixology, of course, is, I would say, the app for reading comics on uh, any device, really, uh, uh, you know, whether it be Android, Apple, whatever. Right. Uh, how long has uh, Comixology been around as an app? Uh, as an app, I would say maybe three years. Yeah, it's been like th uh, over three years. But as a, as a company, five. Uh, I think we passed the five-year mark at San Diego Comic-Con last year. With the pull list app. Yeah, yeah. We started as like a pull list service. The co-founders wanted to kind of have an easy way to see what comics were coming out every week, but there was no service that did that. Right. So they ended up just making one where you could pull the books that you were interested in, and then we ended up hooking up with retailers for print shops. So it's kind of, it can be like kind of a pain in the butt for retailers to just like write down Joe wants uh, Uncanny Skull Kickers this week, and he wants right. Savage Skull Kickers next week. <laughs> so they made like a website and an app that's easy for you to do that on your own, and then your retailer can see that and pull it. And then eventually we ended up making uh, an app for digital comics too, so you can buy comics in the app and read on like your mobile device or tablet, and it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I was and just saying uh, before the, the show that pound gorilla of the industry. <laughs> Yes. We uh, we we've, we've done pretty well. I think the the great the I think why we've done pretty well is the people that work for Comixology are hardcore readers themselves, and they we both we read in print and digital, and uh, the fact that everyone that works here is like a hardcore comic fan works to our benefit. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, when uh, Padre suggested that I, I switch to Android, well, one of my first questions was, can I read Kindle on it? Yes. Is there comicsology for it? Yes. 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 That's right. Okay, I'll give this Android <laughs> thing a try then. Otherwise, it was a non-starter. Right. Yeah. The, the The cool thing is usually if if there's a if you have a device, you can get our app for it. And I think that's that's one of the big benefits of like digital comics with comicsology. If you have an iPhone or a, an an Android Nexus or whatever, you can get our app for it and read your books wherever you can go. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the big detriments to. Um, uh, to having a, a big investment in an Apple iBooks library is that you are now you're walled in, you're stuck on Apple devices. Don't get me wrong, this whole show runs on Macs, but uh, and right now your signal suddenly dropping as they, as they <laughs> that, that's the Padre coming in from the Seattle airport or wherever he is on the moon, his moon base. <laughs> no, no, but you know what? The thing with Comixology and, and Audible and even Amazon's Kindle is that no matter what device I'm on, I can log in, put my name and password, um, and all my content comes right back. And it doesn't matter if I lose all my devices, they get stolen, uh, if I'm on a trip to Africa and I lose all my computers, PCs, they all, they all got lost in baggage claim. It doesn't matter. I can yeah. buy a new device, sign into my Comixology. There's all my, you know, skull kickers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm just I'm so happy I'm on this show now because it's like Kleenex. The word skull kickers is just comics now at this point. Every time we're talking about comics. <laughs> Did you get the you new Superman skull kicker? Yes. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> I, I, don't worry, I blow my nose in the print issues anyway. So <laughs> just Who like doesn't <laughs> I use these things to keep tables level. I just fold them. They're perfect. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if anyone can hear me, and I've, I've missed out on most of the fun of the uh, skull-kicking uh, uh, sort, but a uh, quick question to the Comixology guys, and that is your, your 
media of choice is, are graphic novels or comic books. But what you're really doing is you're turning over over a century of tradition and publication and in content delivery. Uh, do, do you ever do you ever feel the weight of that change on your shoulders, or are you just a bunch of guys who are doing what you like doing? They're friggin' anarchists. <laughs> Destroy. <laughs> we're, we're bringing down society with the way and the best way we know how reading comic books. Now I think I. I think the perception of Comixology as a company is bigger than how we feel we are. Like, in, you know, every morning we're still coming into the office and, like, I see Jake reading a comic and we just talk about that comic for, like, 15 minutes and then we just go about our business. We're literally, I, in my view, we're still a very small company and we just want to have more people read comics than read it already. And I think that's, like, our ultimate drive but you know, some people still think of us as like this huge behemoth. But in the end, we're still just people that want to want more people to read comics. I don't feel like a behemoth. You look like a behemoth. <laughs> I'm bloated right now. Yeah, you, you look a little bloated. <laughs> it's a great. I, I mean, you know, it's 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 definitely the leading you know the leading uh, uh, digital format for for comic uh, de delivery system. And to you know, I think you guys do a great job encouraging people. <clears throat> To do reading with those great weekly deals, either, yeah. uh, the freebies or the specials, are those? Do you know? It's sort of how does that work? Is that your choice? Is that the publisher's choice? Sort of how does that? Do you have any idea how that works? It's it's both. Like Taylor uh, was in here, and he has a great uh, feel for like when is a good time to like have a skull kicker sale. You know, when's like the perfect time to. Like when, 24 like, hours a day. 24 hours a day. No, it's, it's both. You know, the publishers can have an idea of like, hey, let's put this book on sale. And, and we can kind of get a vibe of, you know, now would be a good time to remind people about the series and, and make it a great jumping on point. Because that's a lot of people do kind of wait for the sales. And they see that as a point of like, you know, once they get it on the series at a sale price, they kind of stick with it at full price. Mm -hmm. they, they, they discover it. Right. And then they see the new issue the next month, and then they just kind of keep on with the series at full price. Right. You guys are like, I, I've uh, done that a lot, too. You guys too. are like drug dealers, really. Yeah. It's like, well, well he, the first one's free, and then I'm sitting there at the end, I'm like, well, now i got to get issue, issues 2 through 15. Follicks. Right. Next you thing, I'm broke. Days, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're getting the you know, getting sweats. shakes. Yeah. <laughs> DTs. Man, you know, well, where you know it. Before you know it, you're in front of your computers with a bag of Cheetos, naked, just for days and days and days. <laughs> just skull kicking. Slippery slope. Slippery slope, I tell you. Yeah, That's there what skull kickers does to people. It, it has that effect. <laughs> the attorney this, Yeah, they say that. But the, the one time, I think there was like a few days, a few months ago, where our sales page didn't have a sale. And it was like our site was down. People went to like that sales page and like literally <laughs> were like pooing themselves that we didn't have a sale. And it was kind of like refreshing to see... People are always looking at that page to like discover a new series too. Speaking of, I gotta ask Jake and Matt, what was it like around your office when when all the the Marvel number ones with the whole oh. crash? The <laughs> I gotta ask because because I was I want them all. I want oh. But it's like it's like the uh, Price is Right losing song just suddenly played. <laughs> it was uh, it was. We were all very tired, you know, like the yeah. support team was very tired, but it's like, uh, you know, we sent out uh, it, like a blog update about that. David wrote it, but it's literally like the last thing we want 
for anybody who's like trying to get into comics, if they can't get into our site or app, that's like our worst uh, thing to happen because that's the last thing we want because the, 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 the terrible side of that is like someone was excited to try comics and then they didn't have the chance and they just gave up. That's like, that would literally like make us cry at that point. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was literally like fear itself. I would say maybe you didn't have too many people that wanted to try comics. It was more gluttons like me. They were like, they're all free. I want them all. Click, 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 click. Right, sure. Yeah, there's always that. That type of person, and we welcome them with open arms. You yes. know, maybe they'll, they'll like very open arms. Like we have to get really open for the glutton. <laughs> but I mean, well, it I was really open arms. Yeah, right. It was it was a tough time for for everybody because you know but, we we want people to read comics, and that didn't happen yeah. for a little bit. I mean, as 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 you know, tough as that time was, it probably would have been worse if eleven people had wanted them, and you're wondering, <laughs> hello, where you know, I mean. Busy, too busy is a better problem than not busy enough, I think, exactly. you know, in, in the long run. Yeah. I mean, just, we're just really lucky that we didn't do that with Skull Kickers because it would have just like, brought down everything forever. Of That's course. Awesome. When, when yeah. are we going to see the, the separate Skull Kickers Comixology app? <laughs> <laughs> we should talk to the writer and see what we can work out. Stick good. around after the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of growing pains, is, is there anything that you guys can let us know what's coming to... Comicsology. I know you, you're uh, converting a lot of the, uh, a lot of the your previous catalog into the new HD format. Yeah. Uh, is there anything there, else on the horizon that you can kind of hint at, or? Uh, you know, I saw some cool things with our our iOS app beta, which are some features that a lot of people have been asking for. Mm -hmm. uh, like maybe not big features, but like kind of small features that people would enjoy if we had. So that should be coming soon. Um, I think one of the places to really like keep an eye on right now, and especially because like in a lot of ways we don't even know what's going to come from this, but we just expect great things, is uh, Comicsology Submit, hmm. and like looking at the tab there because we just uh, we just had a book come out called uh, Moth City, that is like trying to do some things with the digital format, a la like um, Marvel and Infinite, Thrill yeah. Bent, Thrill Bent. Um, okay. and so it's really cool to see what's going to come out next from them. Like it's people just upload their stuff, indie creators and. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like I like submit. If like they're having trouble finding a publisher and they just want to put it out there and get more eyes on it, submit is a good option. And then, really, we just want more people to discover great books. And if that helps someone that can't get a publisher, and maybe this helps them, that's all the better for it. Well, I think what's amazing about stuff like submit is the fact that you've got people who I mean, if you look at you know uh, independent creators like Jeff Smith on Bone, where they were just self-publishing their own stuff, this is an even easier option where someone can literally you know have an idea, create a comic, and within you know uh, hours or days they could they could have that thing up and out to as wide an audience as possible. I think that's what's really exciting and and kind of it's going to be fascinating to see how the publishing industry rolls with these types of changes, you know, and how the publishing industry sort of, and publishers themselves will have to be that much more competitive, offer that much more uh, to creators because they're, they've got a direct line to an audience now. Yeah. Hey guys, before we go on to talk about what we're reading, um, I want to, I have to ask you, there was a little controversy a couple weeks ago. Uh, there was a book pulled. I don't know if it was pulled by, Comicsology or pulled by Apple. I believe it was one of the Sage series. Saga. I, I just want to ask you. Uh, Saga. Saga, yes. Sorry. And, and uh, I just want to ask you, how is that handled? How is censorship handled? Uh, do you censor? Does Apple censor? What's the, what's the workflow there? 
Uh, there, I mean, a lot of that is above my pay grade personally, but I think mm -hmm. the big thing is Comixology. I mean, we never really censored it. We still had it available for sale on the web, and I think that uh, that detail was kind of lost out on a lot of places. But we're not going to be like that censor. I think we just have to be careful of, and I think we're now more aware of Apple's guidelines, mm -hmm. which are kind of vague to begin with. But okay. Now we probably won't have to worry about it anymore because they're a little bit more clear in, in a case like Saga 12. We just yeah, we just want to respect Apple, and if there's anything questionable that we're not sure about, we usually just try and err on the side of caution. Yeah. So you just, first of all, you just blew my mind. There's a web store. <laughs> I'm such a tablet nerd. Right wow. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a web store. Yeah. So so Saga was just not available on like mobile devices, but we okay. we still sold it on the web, and I think a lot of people didn't realize that. And so the moral of the story here is the the good stuff's on the web. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Go to the web. Black kiss too. Howard Jacob, check that book out. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> The, uh, but you know that's it's not it, it's not something uh, that Comixology as a company is interested in censoring stuff. You know we just have to uh, make sure that you know some of our apps are 17 plus, so right. we have to be careful of what is made available to like peep that app. You know. So do, do you guys we'll be... have the the old heavy metal magazines yet? Oh, oh no, oh, I wish. <laughs> you got to get those. <laughs> we had him on the podcast uh, and to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Heavy Metal. That was a great episode. Oh, yeah, Kevin Eastman? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Where, where, where can folks check out the Comixology podcast? Uh, you can go to iTunes. Yeah, you can go onto the uh, Comixology blog, which mm -hmm. gets updated every time we do a podcast. Yep. We, uh, we just did an interview with Jonathan Colton and Greg Pak about their Kickstarter, which it's is pretty cool. Which is looking awesome. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. And Takeshi Miyazawa is doing the art on that. He's a good friend of mine. That's going to be so good. Yeah, his runaway stuff. You've got to send my great. question on to, to corporate there. Why haven't they built the podcast into the app yet? <laughs> that is a good question. I you discovered know. very late in my, you know, skull-kicking comicsology uh, <laughs> usage. We, we have a, uh, we have a, a podcast ad hoc. In the yeah. that we just added, a, I don't think it's on Android uh, yet. There's a section in the iOS app that you can get to it, but... We're literally a stone's throw away from the developer side of the company, so I will mm -hmm. ra I'll rattle some cages. The next yeah, time a little button, something. I want and you let, to let people know there's a right web store. And I want to hear someone scream. <laughs> <That'd be awesome. laughs> Don't break the window on the Zeppelin. You've got an audience there. I just want to see you just just hit someone. I know. Are you, are are you guys seeing um, folks developing specifically for mobile? You know, really taking advantage. Um, you know, we've not been doing. Yeah, not too much yet. We, we, we've been seeing people, it's, I think we're about to see a big push towards that though. Like getting people to develop books for, like specifically for mobile format and digital format. So. Like Ma Ma City is like that. Yeah. That came out today and he, he made that uh, as a web comic. So it reads, the panels kind of populate like Thrillbent. I'm not sure if you've seen Mark Waits, Insufferable and stuff. So that is kind of built with a mobile device in mind. And Atomic Robo, Along Came a Tarantula, was pretty awesome. Oh my god, that was so fun. That <laughs> is like strictly made for the digital device. And it's, it's like a guided, what we call guided view only. So you, you, it's not something that you can replicate on the printed page. And is it, a dollar, is it $1.99 or $0.99? Cents? <laughs> but it's just a great, like if you have an, an iPad or you read on the web, it's worth to try to see 
what's available and what could be possible. Marvel Infinite is something similar to that too. Like the first three or four issues of that are free, and they're doing some really cool things where it's similar to Mark Wade. Uh, his throwback stuff. Yeah, hopefully someday there'll be a Skull Kickers Infinite. Yeah, when is the? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to talk to the writer about a Skull Kickers Infinite. You know, I don't even know why I'm gonna ask, but gentlemen, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna ask anyways. <sighs> Here we go. What's on your? What's on your Kindle? What's on your iPad? <laughs> What's on your? What's in your comic book rack? Your nightstand? What are you reading? <laughs> I know it's Skull Kickers. <laughs> Gee, I know it's Skull we can Kickers. Talk about I'm feeling like a jerk now. We should talk about other options. I feel like a total of dick now. Hold on. Let me brag about some awesome books. Hey, Jim, what's on your comic book rack? <laughs> so my, honestly, honestly, I'm going to talk about other people's stuff because I feel like if anyone's never met me and they're seeing this, they're like, that guy's the biggest jerk ever. He can't no, stop they know we're stuff. just kidding. Okay. So uh, we, have a no, we have Noam Chomsky for Christ's sake. They know we're kidding. Buffy, published by IDW, is one of my absolute favorite comics right now. If you guys are not reading this book, it is, um, it's, it's, to me, it feels like uh, when, when I first got into comics and I was a huge Sandman fan reading the, the Vertigo series, you know, even before it was Vertigo, but uh, Lock and Key has that kind of um, depth, that kind of atmosphere, that kind of amazing, amazing story. Uh, I think it's just a phenomenal series. Um, and everyone should be reading it. It's wrapping up soon. They're on their last storyline right now, so there's lots of material to catch up on, and you should all be reading it. It's amazing. So that's one for me. You guys, what have we got? Very nice. Jake and, Jake and Matt from Comixology. I, I'm, what's on your Kindle nightstand or tablet? Let's talk about what's, what am I reading right now? Oh, my God, there's so much that I'm reading right now, but Chew is always my favorite series. Like, Chew, okay. I cannot say enough good things about Chew. I mean, chew like C H U. I'm not. I'm not like mincing my words here. Uh, yeah, that it's book. Great. That book right now. Amazing. Yeah, it's, that's my buddy John writes that. He's awesome. Oh, they're buddies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's like my. It's it's seriously like I. It's the one book that I think I recommend to people more than Fables, and that like as a book to get into if you haven't really read comic books. Like Fables is a good one just because like. Uh, it's got fairy tale characters, like characters that everybody already knows. But Chew is just like, if you ever liked The Simpsons, you should read Chew. If you ever liked anything, and Six Guns good too. Mm. Six Guns amazing. Love the Six Gun from Oni Press. They've got a pilot they're filming on NBC. We're hoping it's going to be a TV show. That would be amazing, amazing, amazing. So, totally awesome stuff. It's basically like a fantasy. Uh, Six Gun is sort of like fantasy comics meet West Wild West. So there's these mythical magic guns that uh, there's six of them. Shocking. And uh, they're on sort of a quest to gather them all and save the world. It is awesome stuff. If, 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 if we could only find 100 bullets for those six guns, that would oh. be the crossover I'd like to read. Nice. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> Oof. Great book. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no. uh, Professor Allen, what are you, uh, what's in your comic book stand or nightstand or tablet? Well, I've, got, I've, I've actually got something that's not a comic first. What? And then it, it actually... It, there's actually a, a bizarre connection, but uh, and I am just just starting to listen to Catching Fire, Suzanne Collins, the second uh, plowing through, eh? It, doing the whole series. Hunger Games, it's a Hunger Games two pyrotechnic boogaloo. <laughs> and, uh, I've just started it, but I know I'm far enough in it to know I'm going to like it because uh, what all I want in a sequel is consequences. I want things from book one, plot elements, character aspects, world building. 
to be consequential, to, to mean something in book two. And that's clearly the case so far, despite Father Robert not thinking so. I'm worried now. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> now, but, so that's, what that, that's uh, in the non-comics world uh, what I'm reading. I know pa I Padre's at an airport, so I know he's traveling, so I know he's listening to audiobooks. Uh, what's on your uh, Kindle, your Android phone right now? Okay, so there's a little bit of confluence here. I'm actually listening to the whole Hunger Games trilogy uh, <laughs> as we speak, and uh, it, it, I, I don't want to admit that I'm enjoying enjoying it, so that, that's that's a bad thing. Now, I'm also reading some nonfiction. I'm reading The Smart Grid by Terrence McDonald. He's, he's going to be a guest on, on one of my shows, uh, and it's it's an amazing, if, if you're a geek, it's an amazing view of what could change if we had a, a better electric system, electric grid in the United States. Now, on the fun side, and uh, I, 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 I hate saying this because I feel like the uncool kid who has the mainstream comic, but I just recently got back into comic books and have totally gone gaga over the uh, the new Lantern series. So nice. I'm watching them. Duke, I'm, I'm watching the uh, the Lantern Corps duke it out with the first Lantern. I, I know, I know. I feel I feel really uncool. Perhaps <laughs> Professor Allen can guide me back into some indie comics. Hey, actually, I've got a I got a Kindle book that I should brag about that I've been uh, I'm reading. Uh, uh, a friend of mine has got an independent series. He just launched on Kindle. It's called uh, Valentin and the Widow. Uh, the first book is called The Mandrake Machine by my friend Andrew Wheeler. It's available on Kindle and on uh, iBooks, I believe, as well. And uh, it's phenomenal. It's basically like sort of a 20s pulp-tinged adventure series. Uh, it's, it's great. It's got great action. It's got great characters. It's, uh, it's fun, pulp-infused stuff. And if, uh, I think your, your listeners and viewers would really enjoy it. And I, I've uh, just finished Justin Cronin's The Passage. I am going to move on to uh, the sequel, The Twelve, which is also read by Scott Brick. Uh, can't wait to get into that. It's not as epic as the other one. I think it's only 35 hours, not 45, but I'll get into that. Uh, I just reread uh, David Milne's The Ghost of Neil Diamond. Uh, if you're a fan of Neil Diamond, it's really cool. It's about a Neil Diamond impersonator uh, living his life in uh, Hong Kong. And it's, it's well written. You got to check this out. David Milne's The Ghost of Neil Diamond. Um, I also just finished on audio. Uh, Nick Briggs' uh, Dalek Generation, which is about a five-hour audio uh, written by himself. Uh, he does great uh, uh, voice work on it. He reads it himself, does lots of great voices, of course, you know, gets the ringtone modulator and does the Dalek voices as well. But I'm going to talk about that one when we have him on the show for the Doctor Who special because people I've... keep writing me emails and saying... Shut the you know what up and stop talking about Doctor Who on the Book Guys show. <laughs> well, I've got I've got that book coming soon, Paul. So I'll uh, we can talk about it. <laughs> coming up, coming, coming up after the break, we're going to talk with Jim Zub, Neil before Zub, <laughs> and we're also going to talk about some podcast milestones that happened the last couple weeks and uh, some podcast news. See you then. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett from the first Star Wars trilogy. Come and read my book. Go online, jeremybullock.com, and you can see all about my book, Flying Solo. You've been listening to The Book Guys. And we're back with our awesome panel, and I know Professor Allen wants to talk about some... This is when I talk like Captain Kirk, when I am looking for the jingle that says <laughs> podcasts. 
Podcasts. Professor Allen, podcast milestones. Speak about now. Yeah, well, a, a few big-time podcasts recently hit major <laughs> milestones. A 500th episode for the No Agenda <laughs> show, 400th for This Week in Tech. But I wanted to mention a few shows that hit the more modest milestone of 50 episodes. The Fire and Water podcast, a comic book show almost <clears throat> as good as Comixology, celebrated almost. its 50th episode uh, with, uh, with the show Clock over four and a half hours. So take that. <laughs> and take that on double speed. Maybe triple speed. And on a completely different note, uh, Stephanie Weeks' spirituality and personal journal show, From Darkness to Light, also released its 50th episode. Hey, and we hit our 75th just uh, two weeks ago. Perfect. By the way, folks, we, did, we did miss a week. We did miss a week. We had a bit of a, <clears throat> of a Mac, uh, Mac catastrophe, we'll call it. Oh, no. I'm going to give folks a little bit of technical advice here. It's don't buy, Padre, cover your ears. Don't buy shitty RAM and put it in your Mac. That's what it comes down to. The guy at the Mac store literally pulled the RAM out and said, works fine. Go home, time machine. You're good. Buy this. Go to Corsair.com or something and get good RAM or call the Padre. He's got some in a bag. He'll meet you behind the Burger King or something. With the RAM. (laughs) Hey, guys, I want to also, speaking of podcasts, uh, Doctor Who Podchock's own Louis Trapani is going to be joining us for our Doctor Who special in May. Uh, we know Podchock has been off the air for a while now. Uh, Louis was hit really hard by Hurricane Sandy, and I mean like devastatingly hard. And uh, I can understand that podcasting has not been his number one priority for the last you know five, six months. Uh, but he will take some time out of his day to, uh, to join us for that. And uh, hopefully we'll see uh, Doctor Who Podchock return soon for all you nerds. And I'm going to get letters again because I'm talking about Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) And Padre, you want to talk to us about the potential demise of podcasts as we know it? Yes, it is the end of podcasts as we know it. In January, there was a company called Personal Audio out of Beaumont, Texas, which we all know is where patent trolls file their lawsuits because Texas is very friendly to patent troll Mm -hmm. lawsuits. Basically saying they owned the ability to download a playlist. That's right, folks. For those who are keeping score at home, it means that they say that anytime you have a serialized form of content, so for example, episodes with numbers in it, you owe them money. Now, the crazy thing about this is it's not a typical patent lawsuit. Normally what happens in a patent patent troll lawsuit is they go after the small players. You know, they go after the guys who can't defend themselves. Right, they bully. In this case, yeah, they, they bully themselves. And then if they get enough of those wins, they can go after the bigger players. In this case, they reversed it. They went after Apple first, and then they went after Adam Carolla. The problem is Apple basically paid them off. They gave them $8 million. So they gave them a war chest, which they are now using to run Ramshot over all of the smaller podcasters. So they're battling with Adam Carolla right now, and they've actually gone after networks like Twit and Revision 3. The the scary thing about this is uh, it looks like a lot of these organizations are going to just pay the – you know, one hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, rather than fight it out, waste two, three million dollars and three years of their time, right. and which means all the smaller podcasters are completely screwed. Now, is that so audio content, yeah, or is that true. all digital content? It was any content that's serialized. So, if you say this is episode forty-nine, the next one is episode fifty, right. the one after that is episode fifty-one, and you have a way for people to download those episodes in order, you're violating their patent. So that even affects like a subscription to Skull Kickers on Comixology. <laughs> oh my god! Exactly. No, oh no, precisely. 
We're just going to have to continually read. We just keep if only up. we just had enough new number ones, we would <laughs> yeah, never have exactly. this problem. And of course, this no is episode... No ever just renumbers things. <laughs> this is episode 76, Skull Kickers. And at the bottom of your screen somewhere, there is a count of how many times we've said Skull Kickers. <laughs> oh, man, that would be so awesome. I'm glad I said that. That's going to be an editing nightmare. <laughs> I'm in for it. Watch I do want to say that any, anybody who's listening to this, you, you really, this is one of those things. Please write to your congressman because right now the big guys are reaching out to Congress asking for relief from this because this, this company, Personal Audio, they don't actually make anything. They've never made anything. The only thing that they own is this patent. And it, you know, this is like the worst of the worst of the patent trolls. They're stopping all innovation. They could actually kill an entire industry simply by going after the dregs. I, I'd love to look into this and see who's behind this patent trolling and look at their history because I've, I've always seen large media. Well, initially, when, when Steve Jobs walked out on stage and said, hey, we're adding podcast to iTunes, and then he played the, that one Adam Curry episode of... Um, What's that show he does? Not No Agenda, the... Daily Source Code. Daily Source Code. You know, that's the one where, where the, as soon as Steve Jobs pressed the play button of the latest podcast, Adam Curry came on and said, my Mac's been acting up like a mother... <laughs> no, that was a fam famous uh, onstage. That's why... I think that was actually the last live demo Steve Jobs ever did. But from that point onwards, uh, you know, for the first couple of years, big media didn't take podcasting seriously until they started seeing the millions and millions and millions and millions of downloads... And then they entered the game themselves, you know, reposting their content as podcasts and, you know, now making, you know, specific podcast content for, for the web. And it just seems that, yeah, they're attacking uh, the small guy that, that's, you know, niche markets. There's this podcast about everything, you know, like, I mean, there's a podcast about hair dryers, for Christ's sake. I mean, you know, no matter what you're interested in, there's a podcast and we're going to lose that if this happens. I mean, I don't have 200 grand. See you later. See us on YouTube. <laughs> I can't believe Apple iTunes. paid them off. I would think that they wouldn't uh, even go that route. I think they would just say buzz off. Yeah, yeah. Well, the problem is Apple put up like a half-hearted defense because Apple gets sued all the time. And so they didn't really defend themselves. Just thinking, okay, we'll, we'll pay you a couple thousand dollars and you'll go away. And it actually went to decision. And they had to pay eight mil. And, you know, it, it's, one of those, it's one of those things where I, we wish we could have a do-over. If we had a do-over, we knew these guys were going to actually go to these lengths. Uh, we, we could have had one of those friend-of-the-court type things where you get a couple of companies banding together saying, this is BS, we're going to fight you. Our collective money is now behind this one player. Mm. Now, I have noticed recently, uh, Apple, of course, I think as soon as Steve Jobs uh, left, the, you know, left the earth, uh, someone in the, they must have had a meeting at Apple that said, yeah, you know, Steve, that whole podcast thing? Screw it. Because they, you know, they separate off the podcast app. Now you have to, as a user, as a new user, when grandma buys her iPod, she has to, know, first of all, know what a podcast is. She has to go into the app store, download the podcast app. I mean, it's not presented to her in her music player. And in a recent update to iTunes, I noticed, uh, just because I had a Mac catastrophe, that uh, the last time I set up a Mac, podcast was an option in iTunes on the, the little click down list. But now, as soon as you have a fresh install of a Mac and a fresh install of iTunes, podcasts aren't there. It only shows up the first time you download a podcast. So that that whole discovering podcast thing is not there. And you know, folks, get out there, tell everyone about podcasts, tell them they can download it. The, 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 the fundamental problem in, in, in relying on Apple you know, for our podcasts 
is the awesome thing is they're free. And the problem is Apple gets 30% of free. So they yeah. are really rolling in zero. So right. <laughs> I mean, they have abso absolutely, no, absolutely no incentive but to Apple care about podcasters. But they care about music. Everything that they can get their share of, of course. But, but that's they Apple's make, own they fault. They make zero. That's Apple's own fault, Professor Allen, because yep. if they gave us the option, let's say, to uh, have the Book Guys show stream and uh, have an additional stream, let's say, hey, donate to the Book Guys show. Here's the, the donation stream. And if you feel like it, give us a quarter an episode or 50 cents or a dollar. Uh, but we don't have that option. Only, you know, This American Life gets the option to do that. Only big players from big media companies get to sell their podcasts, which is, you know, which, you know originally was not allowed. Now it's allowed only for certain podcasts from certain, you know, giant media corporations. Yeah, if, if they allowed us to sell the podcasts, we would. And then make 30% of something. This is why Twit is only paid in comics. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're they're paid in skull kickers. Yay! <laughs> they could take thirty percent of my skull kicker as long as I'm keeping seventy percent. That's that's the deal. <laughs> hey guys, you know we're gonna take a, just a minute out here, thirty seconds, to talk about one of our sponsors, Audible.com. Any book we've talked about, other than the comic books, of course, any book we oh. talk about that's available in audio. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a skull kickers audio coming soon. Uh, is available on audible.com. They've got, I think we're at 135,000 titles now. I listen every day. Uh, Professor Allen is listening all the time in the car. I know Padre's probably good. As soon as he's off the air with us, he's going to get on a plane and listen. Uh, you can get any book for free for trying them out. Go to audibletrial.com slash bookguys and you can get any book you want for free. Check out, check out The Dalek Generation by Nick Briggs. It's great. I really want to talk about it. I'm going to save it for the... Doctor Who episode. <clears throat> Padre, I think it's time. I'm glad you're here because we're going to talk about... Like we haven't already. <clears throat> Got one quick story here, guys. A little Australian bookseller has struck back against Kindle. And I'm trying to read and I'm so blind. Pages and pages, an Australian bookseller has announced that he will no longer stand, quote... Passively buy while Amazon steals our customers and steals their reading choices. And he's urging readers to throw their Kindles in a specially provided bin. The Kindle amnesty on the third Saturday of every month will allow customers to exchange their Amazon Kindle. He's talking about the lockdown Kindle device that only plays or only displays Kindle books. Uh, for, so he'll give you $50 US gift voucher if you throw away your Kindle in his bin. Uh, President John Page says the ebook is not a threat to physical bookshops. These aren't ebook haters or e-comic haters. Uh, this new format presents bookshops and readers with many wonderful opportunities to sell and read more books. What does threaten bookshops is a company who engages in uncompetitive uh, behavior, pays no tax in Australia, and misleads readers with restrictive devices and fake book reviews. So, take that Amazon, I guess. It's a creative way to get people to get. Uh, you know, a, a multi-purpose reader, which is why I like the Android device. Thank you, Padre. Because, you know, hey, I can load Comixology on it. I can load Kindle. I can load everything but an iBook app. Sorry, Apple. That, I, I get this. I, I get the desire to fight back. I get the desire to have devices that are not locked down. But, I mean, let's, let's think of the bigger picture. When you start thinking of companies that have their devices locked down, 
Amazon doesn't jump to the top of the list. There's there's a couple of other companies ahead. And so it makes me wonder why he's so upset at Amazon, where Amazon is actually offering something that some of the other players are not, and that is a platform that is really inexpensive, good at reading books, yeah. and, uh, you know, has sparked sort of a revolution, a renaissance in additional content creators. Yeah. I think Amazon, uh, like we said before, out of the gate, made ebooks what they are today because they had so many apps for different devices and platforms. Uh, they did it right, right out of the gate, like Comixology. I mean, you can get skull kickers on any <laughs> device you want. <laughs> that's, that's really the big question. Right? Can, it, can it get skull kickers? Because if the Kindle mm -hmm. can get skull kickers, it's got to be good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's drink. the seal of approval. Hey, let's talk to Jim Zub. You're doing the Skull Kickers drinking game. You're already dead. Can anyone guess what comic book? What comic <laughs> like, book Jim Zub's know. behind? Skull Kickers. I write a couple of comics. <laughs> I do honestly write other comics, but uh, you wouldn't know it listening right now. But uh, <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I'm the uh, writer and creator of an image comic called <clears throat> Skull Kickers. Um, basically, the easiest way to describe it to your listeners is it's. Uh, the Hobbit meets The Hangover. So it's basically sword and sorcery run amok. Uh, imagine playing your favorite Dungeons and Dragons game, but the players have sort of taken over and uh, are, are crushing every fantasy cliche, uh, running ramshot all over the, the classics. Fantastic. You know, the uh, Pope Francis is a member of my religious order, and uh, I have it on good authority that Skull Kickers is the only comic he reads. Yay! <laughs> yeah, so we've been, we we launched in late 2010. Uh, our uh, 21st issue uh, came out today, uh, uh, actually in in comic shops and day and date on Comicsology. And uh, although if people go to look for it, they might be slightly confused. We've got a current promotion running right now where, in order to raise people the profile of the book, well, if you're not a comic reader, you wouldn't fully understand the joke, but both Marvel and DC over the last year and a half have been basically relaunching a lot of their classic titles. So they've been taking uh, series that they've done before and, and relaunching them with a new number one as a baseline for people to get on board. And, right. and I'm totally behind that for the most part, but some of these series have been rebooted uh, multiple, multiple times over the last few years, and it feels a little excessive at times. So, in the tongue-in-cheek style of our our series, uh, we're doing five reboots in five months. Nice. So, <laughs> in February, we launched the Uncanny Skull Kickers number one. Then in March, we released the Savage Skull Kickers number one. Uh, this month is the Mighty Skull Kickers number one. Uh, next month is the all-new Secret Skull Kickers number one. Love and it. then. Uh, <laughs> Last but not least for this story arc, we have uh, Dark Skull Kickers Dark, uh, so, <laughs> which plays off of both the Dark Avengers and uh, Justice League Dark. So we're, we're having a lot of fun with this, and, and we're basically doing these what we jokingly call our unbooted new number ones. So it's just a regular storyline. It's a five-part storyline, but every issue is number one. So we've, uh, we've tricked a bunch of people to try our series who wouldn't have tried it before. They realize it's a lot of fun, and they're tracking down the older issues or the trade paperbacks. One of the great things about the digital format and having it on Comixology is the fact that uh, even issues that are long out of print are available 24-7 online. So people have been able to get on board and grab the trades or grab the individual issues and get caught up on the series. So it's been a real, uh, a real boon to us. And um, the series is seeing uh, probably our strongest numbers since we launched. So it's been a, a really good uh, uh, promotion. I don't know if anyone could repeat this stupidity and get away with it. We've 
pretty much uh, <laughs> scraped the bottom of the barrel on this one. But it's been a lot of fun, and people responded to it well for the most part. And uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. As with everything in the series, it's pretty irreverent. Hey, Jim, I, I, I got to ask I, the, the boys from uh, Comixology if they're going to add some kind of system where, uh, like Amazon's doing, where you can digitally sign comic books. Because I'd love to get you to, to digitally sign my number one copy of uh, Skull Kickers, all like 30 of them. Uh, I'm going to have to talk to the, to the tech team on that one. That, oh, yeah. that one sounds like it could be lofty. Maybe we could just, uh, we'll ship you an iPad case and then Jim, kneel yep, uh, before Zub and he will sign your iPad case and they'll ship it back to you. That's all you need, just a Sharpie. That's yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I take it, Jim, that this, uh, this uh, sense of humor that you're displaying with this rash of number ones, no, first off, I'm confused. Didn't most of them get canceled after number one? No. Um, that the sense of humor with these five number ones. The fans demand a new issue. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that that sense of whimsy is reflected in the stories as well. Is that safe? a safe assumption? It is. It is. Yeah, when I describe it like uh, The Hangover meets The Hobbit, that's pretty much what we're going for. It is, it is a, it's a deep story of the human spirit. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It, this is about what makes us all the same inside. Slice blood of light. It's, it's with, good with stuff. With guts and blood. And yeah. No, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'll give you an example. So on the back of our trade paperbacks, we've got a little warning uh, on the back here. I'll show you. It's a little yellow warning box. I'll just read that out, and that will describe pretty much everything you need to know. So this book is for teen readers, 13 plus, and includes the following. Alcohol use, comic mischief, and cartoon violence. And by violence... We mean ugly face mashing, an axe in the skull, groin kicking, broken teeth, lopped off ears, choke holds, a gunshot in the face, and an arrow in the eye. Any skull kicking? Uh, there is. There is actually in the first story arc, there is sort of the skull kick of all skull kicks. I, I don't want to reveal it to your readers, but it is, uh, it is deep and meaningful. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think the skull kick is applied. We've been doing this series since late 2010. We've been having a lot of fun with it. It's uh, really... I've been in the industry a, a little longer than that, but this is sort of the series that put me on the map. Since then, I've been doing um, writing for Dynamite. I've done some writing for DC Comics. I'm doing some writing for, uh, I can't really say, for other people, things that are coming up down the... It's been a really great booster for me in terms of visibility and, and getting my work out there. So I've got some really exciting stuff uh, coming down the pipe because of it. And um, I'm writing Pathfinder for Dynamite, which is also a fantasy series based on the... Uh, award-winning game system. Uh, I've written some Street Fighter comics uh, based on the video game as well. All kinds of different stuff. It's been a really, really cool ride so far. And um, I, I just, you know, in the same kind of vein as books like Chew or Atomic Robo, I just think there's a great place in the industry for fun comics, for comics that are, you know, don't take themselves too seriously and are really easy to jump into and, and enjoy. And so that's really what we're channeling with the Skull Kickers book. Uh, you know, one of the biggest compliments that I get from people when I see them at conventions is they tell me either they don't normally read fantasy books, but they really like this one, or they don't normally even read comics, but they, uh, they got on board with this, and now they're becoming a comic reader. So I feel that uh, whether or not your listeners uh, check out, you know, comics right now, they will probably enjoy uh, Skull Kickers. It's, uh, the first issue is free on Comixology, which is great. We've got a zero issue on there, which is wonderful. And we actually serialize uh, as well some of our early chapters online, so you can check us out through SkullKickers.com. I don't want to give away any ideas for free, but I assume next year there'll be some negative one issues? Um, I will tell you guys a little bit of a secret. So 
in uh, in August, what we do every so our regular story arcs are five issues, and then the sixth issue of each arc is what we call Tavern Tales. Uh, basically short stories by different creative teams. So we've actually had, for example, Ryan Clevinger, the writer of Atomic Robo, did a, a story for us. Or we had um, Chris Sims, who's the famous uh, humorist over on Comics Alliance. He did a short story for us. Or we've had uh, Adam Warren, who does a book called Empowered, and he used to do The Dirty Pair. He did a great story for us. So it's a way for uh, me to work with people I've always wanted to work with or friends of mine who want to kind of contribute to our little mythos. And so the sixth issue that's coming up in August is uh, it's branded in a unique way. It's basically uh, going to be stories that take place before our first issue. And uh, in the tradition of, of DC Comics before Watchmen, we're calling it Before Skull Kickers. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, it's going to be awesome. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And we got some great creative teams lined up for that that I think people are going to be really thrilled to uh, see what they do with it. So it's going to be sharp stuff. Our, our listeners can find these on Comicsology. Or at skullkickers.com. Anywhere else we need to send them to? Neilbeforezub.com? Is that one of them? No? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Jim, jimzub.com. So it's uh, most of your readers, I assume, are Americans. So J-I-M-Z-U-B.com. And uh, they can check out what I'm up to, what conventions I'm going to. I post a lot of tutorials on my personal site as well. So I've got writing tutorials, how to pitch your own comic stories, uh, some of the economics of the comic industry, both digital and print sales. I talk about writing format and scripting. I talk about pacing. I put up a, a tutorial on Monday, actually, all about good email habits, which sounds kind of boring. But it's actually, you know, in this industry, it's all about communication. And so I uh, post a lot of tutorials. I post a lot of uh, sort of interesting articles about the industry and about working on creator-owned books. So if your listeners are interested in, in the business or if they're interested in sort of writing technique, I've got a lot of stuff on there. If you guys are wondering, I'm looking down at my tablet here. I'm not ignoring you. I'm on my GoDaddy account. <laughs> I'm going to be buying and forwarding Neil before a Zub to your website. <laughs> Just because I think it's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> So, and, 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 and for our European listeners, that's J-I-M-Z-U-B.com. Yes. <laughs> so I'll forward that, and I'll transfer that domain to you after, Jim. That's wonderful. This Why whole not? thing's been worth it now. <laughs> we did up, all the push up until this point. It was, it was, I was sort of on the fence about this whole thing, but now, now I'm really up. Hey, guys, it's been fun talking comics with everybody. Uh, I want to remind everyone... Bookguys.ca is our website. You can find all the links and stuff that we post. Uh, check us out. If you're listening on iTunes, stop. Stop. They're going to stop the subscription thing. Padre said it's doomed. Go to <laughs> youtube.com slash bookguysshow, and you can find all our videos there. You can see what we look like. And, you know, when we say, like, oh, I'm holding this up, you'll know what I mean. Oh, speaking of, here, I'll hold this up. <laughs> there you go. I never showed it. Uh, this is the, uh, our Simpsonized art. That's us. I think it'll come out on the screen there. Ah, that was our good friend Alex Ruiz, animator for The Simpsons when he Simpsonized us. And then we're going to put it up somewhere in the background of the show. But remember, folks, bookguys.ca, youtube.com slash bookguysshow. Follow me on the tweeters, Paul the Bookeye. Uh, Jim, where can folks follow you on the tweeters? Uh, I'm at Jim Zub as well. So just uh, Jim Zub again. Apparently, you know, it, you don't have to type Neil before Zub, but you'll you'll find me at just Jim Zub. 
So tweet at me. Tell me that you heard this. If you actually send me a Neil before Zub, I will uh, tweet. Uh, um, I'm going to have to come up with some sort of a reward for that now. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> if you could write me into Skull Kickers, write us into Skull Kickers somehow. Wow. Uh, you know, we've actually got an, uh, um, we've got a thing coming in our new uh, story arc where we're going to be... But, uh, Edwin, the artist, he always throws uh, friends of his into the backgrounds of crowd scenes and stuff like that. So I didn't know he was doing that at first until there was one guy. It's a medieval comic. I looked over and I said, why has that guy got glasses? He goes, oh, that's my buddy. I'm like, what? He goes, oh, yeah, I do it all the time. You didn't notice? And then he started pointing out all these people that were in the background of the You comic. know what? Alex Reese from The Simpsons told us that they used to do that on The Simpsons team as well until no they got kind of caught out. And then they weren't allowed to do it anymore. And then, you know, the universe expanded. <laughs> There's so many characters that they didn't need filler characters anymore. But, uh, yeah, they used to sneak their friends and girlfriends into The Simpsons. Nice. That's of awesome. course, that's classic in comic books to name streets or name businesses Wait. after friends or fellow mm. creators or whatever. That's a, a, a long history of that. Hey, guys, where can we find Comixology on the tweeters? Where can they find, where can they find Jake? The town on Twitter. <laughs> find Jake? What is his Twitter <laughs> name? It's like the oddest name. Uh, my Twitter name is uh, at number one hand number one joystick. One hand, one joystick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One hand, one joystick. Okay, I, I was expecting worse when you when you said that. That was like Donkey Pecker or something. Like, <laughs> areola. 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 Dick Doc. And Matt, are you on the tweeters? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, at Slim on Twitter. You can follow Comicsology at Comicsology and. Uh, Comicsology.com to find. Uh, we got a bunch of free comics, so if you're interested to try out some stuff, give it a shot. Mm -hmm. You know, you might dig some comics that you've, you've never read before. And of course, are you personally got... on Twitter? I am. Yeah. I am personally at at, at, Slim. at, at Slim on the Twitters. Yeah. With Slim. Yep, yeah. Slim. And then in Comicsology is this at Comicsology. Yep, that's us. Perfect. We're we're ready and available. Perfect. Yeah. Of course, we got Padre S J and Professor Allen on the Twitters. And folks, the conversation continues even though the show is ending. Follow us. Tweet us. We respond, believe it or not. And we're coming to that point where we play the lullaby. Thank you, everybody. Matt, Jake, Jim, Padre, Professor Allen. Stay tuned next week. We got more books, audiobooks, comic books. Same book time, same book channel. Stay tuned, book readers and book listeners. Book Guys show will return next week. Same book time, same book channel. Wow.